By watching or listening to this show, you are acknowledging that you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your region. This production is for adults only. Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, part of the Cannabis Life Experience, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Join us on this journey and adventure with the wonderful plant. Here's your host, Dean Millard. And welcome to episode 85, our number one of the Cannabis 101 podcast. My name is Dean Millard, and on this show, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy and educating and entertaining. And that's what we always strive to do, and we will do that again on this episode. And there is one unique way that we like to try to kick things off every show, and that's by asking, what's your groove? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Can you dig it? Kinda grabs you by the boom boom, don't it? Pipe in a grape, long in a blitz. This is great. This is the bee's knees. So when I ask you what's your groove, what I'm asking you is that uh, while you're listening to the show um, and you're grooving with something, when it comes to cannabis, let me know what it is. Maybe it's a joint, uh, could be a bong, some just uh, really relaxing CBD and healthy uh, CBD. Uh, maybe you've got some concentrates or edibles or a drink. I don't know. But let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at the Cannabis 101 and tell me what it is you are grooving with. Uh, what we're going to do is we've usually uh, taken, um, I guess, answers for the cannabis question and we've thrown them into a draw. But what we're going to do now is any response to the show, anytime you chime in, whether it's to what's your groove, what pairs well, with cannabis, which we do on hour number two, and that'll come out uh, tomorrow. And uh, anything like that, any response to the show, you're going to get thrown in a draw, and we're going to uh, maybe pull your name out and give you a prize. So what I'm going to be grooving with, as I grab the uh, slash from Stonesmiths, is uh, some uh, Good Buds Mango Taffy Flower Rosin. And uh, the cool thing is... Uh, thanks to the great people at uh, Stonesmiths and their wonderful product. Uh, so it comes in, uh, this is what it looks like when you get it. It comes in a little uh, glass jar. I always take these out. Uh, and you might be wondering, where the heck did it go? Well, I'm going to show you uh, where it went because I have this awesome little product that comes with the slash uh, from Stonesmiths. And if you've watched the show before, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you're new, this is what it is. It's like a little pie, Trivial Pursuit. And here at the bottom, I have the uh, flower rosin mango taffy. So uh, this is nice and clean. I cleaned it today. There we go. There's the uh, built-in loader uh, from Stonesmiths from the Slash. All you do, you just drop it in. And uh, let me get this uh, properly. And you grab your, uh, your whatever you want, your rosin. So there, I got a good healthy chunk there. Boom. Load it in. Micro, uh, mag, uh, magnetic uh, snap together and I'm going to get my groove on a couple of clicks three different heat settings and a 12 second auto fire mode that I just used <coughs> Woo. that is just <coughs> deadly wow Nice, yeah, that's what I am uh, grooving with right now. Some uh, really nice uh, 
caryophyllene in there as well. The terps, uh, the flavor is really, really, really strong and uh, made even better uh, by the slash from Stonesmith. So that's what I'm grooving with. Let me know what you are grooving with, if indeed you are grooving with something on the program while you listen to it. So I'm going to slide this back up here on top of Cheech and Chong. And we can get on with the show because here is what's coming down the hash pipe on this episode. David Wiley from the OZ joins us every week. Uh, handed out some of his magazines to some Edmonton area stores. Uh, so if you're uh, going to Numo Cannabis of any of their three locations, various plant life locations and Green Rock Cannabis, you can pick up the magazine edition of the ounce. Uh, we're going to talk about factories being available uh, because big companies are cutting way back. So there's one in Medicine Hat that you can get your hands on, as David will join me for this week in Cannabis News. We'll also talk uh, and discuss Jay and Silent Bob retail store for weed. Really? You'll find out. Censorship and changes uh, to the medical cannabis situation in Canada will also be discussed. Malcolm LaBelle will join me for the business of cannabis. We're going to talk about the mother of all things, uh, when we discuss that, our cannabis question is uh, getting high with movie and TV characters. Our cannabis character is from The Simpsons. We'll give you weed word of the day, and we'll also tell you about the Weed Weekly and how you can get it in on our Friday a giveaway uh, that we do, oddly enough, Friday afternoons. All right, let's get into it now with the cannabis question. It's prize time. Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe and a grape, bong and a blint. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. So the cannabis question, if you're watching, you can see it on the screen. If you're uh, listening to the show, check us out on YouTube at the Cannabis 101 Podcast. You can find all of that information at the Cannabis 101 Podcast.ca. But what movie or TV character would you like to get high with? That is the cannabis character. We'll have a, a cool Cannabis 101 Podcast prize pack with some uh, new hats from the OZ to throw in there as well. So... Get in on that. Hit me up on Twitter at the Cannabis 101. You can reach me on Facebook and Instagram, the Cannabis 101 Podcast, and you can email me cannabis101 podcast at gmail.com. I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, you know, obviously, my idols in uh, cannabis entertainment are Cheech and Chong, but I don't want to say that all the time. So I'm going to go with Slater. From Dazed and Confused. Rory Cochran, I believe, is the actor who was also in uh, Empire Records, I believe. So I'm going with Slater. I think he would just, I would just be laughing so much uh, with that character. So that's that's what I'm going with. Let me know. Remember, just for chiming in on the show at any point, you can be entered in uh, the mix for a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack all right david wiley one of our great partners is uh, coming up very shortly and we'll also have malcolm labelle from the green generation co another great partner and of course we have to uh, say thank you for the uh, support from stonesmiths uh, on uh, social media uh, they're always pumping our show so we like to pump them back and say thank you very much check them out on the web, the interweb at www.stonesmiths.ca. As I showed you earlier, the slash has that built-in loader. We probably don't have to worry about it now, but it also has a battery built for Edmonton Winters. And uh, on the way is a new chamber that's going to heat up even faster, and you're going to get even bigger clouds than you already do. So get one for yourself, stonesmiths.ca. If you're looking to get into dabbing, this is the easiest way torch-free, uh, and delicious. And if you're a retail outlet, check out stonesmith.ca to find out how you can get these 
in your shop. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. Always great to bring in my good friend David Wiley from the OZ. And you can see uh, the website, OkanaganZ.com, right there on the screen. Beautiful, lush, green, green grass. And uh, David, I will uh, tell you, it's uh, snowing uh, where I am right now. So uh, (laughs) you guys are much closer to that picture than we are here in Alberta. But how are things in the valley today? Oh, they're so nice and sunny. Not quite as green as that, but it's starting to feel uh, warmer. Thank goodness. Sorry about the snow, man. That's uh, my condolences to Alberta. <laughs> you know, it's it's okay because we're we're you know I'm not saying we're not going to get a bad snowstorm, but we're we're the the end is near. We can see the uh, proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. We know it's going to melt. So I don't mind snow. Uh, actually, I'm looking forward to going for a walk later and uh, watching the big fluffy flakes uh, come down. So I don't mind it as bad because I know, you know, snow in March is, is a lot easier to deal with than slow, snow in uh, January or February when, you know, the <laughs> the end is almost yeah. near. So that's that's good stuff there. And uh, you can follow uh, the OZ on Twitter at Okanagan Z. And one of the stories, David, that we're going to start out with today is um, unfortunately just more um, you know, tough news financially in uh, the cannabis business when it comes to some of the bigger companies. I really think a lot of the people that waited and took it slow are going to reap the benefits. Well, some of the bigger companies like Aurora, who we're going to talk about, are uh, kind of just hemorrhaging money right now, it seems. Yeah, anyone looking to buy a, a massive, partially completed greenhouse and processing facility and really need no look no further right now than Medicine Hat, Alberta. Uh, Aurora Cannabis there seeking proposals to sell, lease, or partner on its partially completed $200 million greenhouse and processing facility. That's according to the Medicine Hat News. Uh, again, another case of building so large uh, and then not really knowing what to do with it because there's no... Uh, there's nowhere to sell the supposed um, 260,000 kilograms of cannabis that they were going to produce there annually. Um, so now the unused Aurora Sun Complex is featured in a listing with Collier's real estate company, saying that the company is willing to discuss plans for the 1.7 million square feet of growing space, support, and warehouse buildings uh, with any potential buyers, tenants, or partners. A listing describes the building being on 72 acres of land in the Box Springs Business Park uh, as the Solar Fields Complex. It also states that the construction budget to date at the facility has been $220 million, so lots of cash spent. Uh, Aurora's really fallen on tough times and has been massively scaling back its operations. You know, this is also a setback to the city of Medicine Hat. As we've seen, there's always splash damage when it comes to these kinds of decisions. And the deal to bring Aurora to the city there in 2018 was really a major economic win at the time. And now the city's mayor is being left to defend the deal that brought them there, uh, basically with Medicine Hat. Uh, using its reserve funds to waive the development levies that were about $6 million. So trouble all around out there in Medicine Hat. Yeah, this is uh, that. That's a really good point that you bring up. That it's you know not just the big cannabis companies and the unfortunate the people that have lost their jobs and things like that, but there there's an economic impact. And uh, you know this th- this situation right now. Um, could be salvaged hopefully by somebody going in there. There, there is a really good growing potential. They talk about, you know, getting, you know, 330 days of sunshine. I don't know if that competes with you guys or anything like that in the <laughs> valley, but there is a real potential. So, you know, I hope somebody can get in there and, and, you know, maybe bring some of those jobs back. I don't know if they're going to bring the 400 full-time workers back. Uh, that they were talking about, but Aurora is, uh, you know, certainly uh, doing what it can to uh, highlight some of the ways somebody else might be able to use this facility. Yeah, there's opportunity there, uh, but you know, at that scale, it's uh, it's humongous. I, I really don't know um, what else could be brought in that space. Um, certainly, there aren't 
cannabis companies at this point in time looking for a facility that large. No, yeah, I, I'm thinking more on the lines of, uh, you know, some sort of agriculture or, or you know, a bunch of companies. You're not going to find one company, I think, that's going to go in there. They did talk about the ability to split things up, and uh, but it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, you look at their uh, facility uh, in Leduc, also going down to 25% capacity, and that is yeah. a massive one. So just another cautionary tale with any new uh, industry to not go too big too fast. And, and I know that's hard to do when they want to be first and things like that. Uh, but the rush has really cost a lot of people a lot of jobs. Yeah, it has. Uh, too, too big too fast has definitely been something that we've seen. All right. Uh, I think uh, a lot of us have seen and know about uh, who Jay and Silent Bob are um, from, you know, going back to Clerks. Uh, that's obviously where, where I think most of us uh, discovered them. Uh, maybe other people knew about these guys before that movie came out, but then they started to ta take on a life of their own. And now they're taking on uh, a life of a pot store. Is that true? <laughs> uh yeah, we know them from Snoochie Boochies. That's, That's what right. I remember. Uh, Kevin Smith let loose a spoiler from his long-awaited movie, Clerks 3. Yeah, Jay and Silent Bob, the, one of the most famous pair of pot dealers, played by Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, are going legit in this film. Uh, they'll be opening up a legal pot shop, fictionally anyway. Uh, their store is going to be in the old RST video store, which anyone who's seen Clerks would recognize. Um, it's going to be rechristened as RST THC CBD. So <laughs> lots of letters. <laughs> uh, in, in the original Clerks movies, that's uh, actually what launched Kevin Smith's film career. Jay and Silent Bob hang out in front of RST video and you know they shoot the breeze and they sell weed and <laughs> have all kinds of wild dialogue. Well, Kevin Smith says that he wrote the latest script to Clerks 3 two months after uh, New Jersey legalized. That's, of course, his home state. And uh, Smith's been talking about a possible Clerks 3 movie since 2012. It's sort of been off and on, and the script's been here and there. Uh, but this uh, looks like he's uh, he's onto something here. And, you know, even during his time uh, doing the press tours for Clerks 2, and he was already being asked about Clerks 3 and what that might look like. Uh, Smith was saying that it, maybe it would be something to revisit when he's in his 50s and check back in and, you know, see what all those characters might look like at that age. So here's uh, here's our opportunity. And uh, I really hope that this lands because it's uh, it's going to be something real fun. Yeah, this is uh, this is quite interesting, actually. Um, you know, look how creative cannabis can make somebody. Legalized in November, two months later, he's got a script done and he's ready to go. <laughs> so right there is a lesson. But you know, there's so many there's so many things like. Um, you know, when I read this, I'm like, oh my God, they're opening a store. But these two guys could open a store. Like they, 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 they have such a following, you know, the, the rules and regulations in the United States, uh, you know, statewide and possibly federally, I think it could be a lot, uh, easier to work around. Like I, I honestly think you could see this actual store popping up at some point in New Jersey. That, that would be a pretty cool road trip. To yeah. go and see some of those stores. And, you know, Kevin Smith, too, he actually has a pretty neat uh, Vancouver connection. He went to film school in Vancouver. And uh, also, fun fact is that he started smoking weed after working with Seth Rogen on Zack and Mary Make a Porno. So um, it was Seth that, it, that brought him into the cannabis fold, and he, he really hasn't looked back since. Oh, wow. That is awesome. And I really... Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, Clerks 3 now uh, with uh, that even more of a weed angle. I just hope they bring that back the berserker that they uh, that that sort of dance and song that they did in uh, in Clerks. Uh, all right. Well, this next story uh, comes right from uh, the pages and the website at the OZ. And we're talking specifically about something that we've been trying to fight against uh, since legalizing legalization began and that is the censorship that is going on with this industry yeah censorship 
uh, is hurting the Canadian cannabis industry and leaving it unable to fix what is its very damaged reputation right now. Uh, that's what Corrine Doan has put forward in her latest article for us. Um, Corrine, by the way, is Canada's first published author with a book uh, about Canadian cannabis investments. She wrote uh, Canadian Cannabis Stocks Simplified, the how-to guide. So she has had her eye on this industry for a while. Definitely an insider. And she's saying that the greatest challenge really to the emerging cannabis industry is undoing the stigma that's related to a century of prohibition. Um, you know, the purpose of the Cannabis Act, which governs cannabis here in Canada, is to protect public health safety uh, and restrict access to minors. And the architects of the act, she says, believe that this would be achievable by restricting communication, which they have done in force. Uh, and the Cannabis Act does meticulously detail, um, you know, how you can promote, but really mostly how you can't promote. Uh, it talks about how, um, you know, you can't talk about price, uh, you can't have endorsements, you can't have communications depicted by a person, a character, an animal, whether it's real or fictional, uh, and you can't communicate any health benefits related to cannabis. So Corrine writes that fear and ignorance, um, you know, fueled with stigma and oppression have unfairly damaged the can cannabis's credibility. And for someone who works in communications, as she does, and I also worked in communications for a while, specializing in uh, crises of communication, this actually does uh, become at some point a communication crisis for the industry as a whole. And there's a cost when it comes to having a damaged reputation. In his book, it's called A Strategic Approach to Crisis Management. Kurt Stoker explains that a company's bottom line can actually take a 5 to 50% hit due to bad reputations. So it's a, it's a fascinating piece. And the conversation is really important that where does it go too far? Uh, when we're trying to protect people through limited communications and you, what role does censorship which this is play in the canadian cannabis industry uh you know it's a topic i i think that a lot of people are passionate about and it affects people like us as well dean when we're talking about cannabis um even you know in in our shows and our publications that how much do are we limited even in what we can say i uh, i think that some of this needs to be spelled out a little more clearly as far as i'm concerned mm -hmm. yeah and you know we we're, we've said it uh, time and time again that if our country does not change then we might become the myspace of uh, legal cannab cannabis uh you know we, we might be first but we were certainly wouldn't be the best and we have to change because the, the, the U.S. is coming. And a uh, really interesting point in this article talking about uh, Scott's miracle Grow and the connection that they have to cannabis and how much that is exploding. And we've talked about Martha Stewart in the past. Well, there, there, there is just going to be a lapping of Canada in the cannabis space if we don't look at how we are uh, over-regulating. I'm not saying like Wild West, uh, you know, do everything, but let's take a really serious, solid look and balance things out because right now the scales are tipped you know, way too far uh, towards, uh, you know, covering up and not even telling anybody about this plant. We're still running into reefer madness. And, you know, uh, one of the shop managers that I, I spoke to recently was talking about how even customers who are new to cannabis and are coming in and getting CBD products uh, because CBD's reputation is a little bit better uh, versus THC's reputation, of course, that psychoactive component. And they get out to their cars and they take a look at their package and they notice that THC warning label on even a CBD product and they will come back running into the store to switch up the product because the, we don't want that THC. So there is a lot of work that needs to be done when it comes to cannabis and communication and really helping people learn about what it is and what it does.
Yeah, 100%. Well, and that's what, uh, you know, one of the reasons that uh, you're involved in this space and I'm involved in this space is to educate. And one of the ways that we do that is this segment and this wonderful magazine that we are uh, showing on our screen. If you're just listening to the show and you want to check it out, head to our YouTube channel, Cannabis 101 Podcast. Dot .ca uh, or uh, that's our website and you can connect to our YouTube. So, I spread the magazine around. Uh, it's out at uh, New Mole Cannabis and their three locations. It's out at uh, several of the Plant Life locations thanks to my good friend Chris Ionson and uh, Daniel Huber and the gang over at Green Rock Cannabis uh, got uh, a bunch of copies as well and it's it's great. I love it. I'm I'm honored to be a part of it and have uh, uh to to be able to write the last hit. One of the stories that I really liked in uh, this issue, uh, David, was about the uh, the mother-daughter uh, retail owners. And I don't want to give away too much, but sometimes convincing the people closest to you is the hardest thing when it comes to something new like cannabis. And there's a really cool story about that in the latest uh, magazine of The Ounce. My good friend Katarina, yeah, she has a store in Summerland and partnered with her mom over it. Um, you know, talk about a family that was going through some health crises, uh, but at the same time had a lot of misinformation when it came to cannabis and its benefits or uh, what they believed to be its harms. And uh, Katarina, she being the, the caring daughter, wanted to make sure that she was able to help her parents through some of their struggles. You know, she uh, she just loved cannabis from a younger age and uh, had a, a, a bit of a sell when it came to talking to her family about it. So, yeah, like you said, it's a, a great read and uh, um, amazing what people were. It's amazing to me the backgrounds that a lot of people in this industry have. Uh, I, I feel like every store owner has an amazing story to share. And uh, Dean, I think that I, I feel privileged, certainly, um, and I, I'm sure that you feel privileged, too, to be able to share these stories on a regular basis. It's, it's just awesome to be able to yeah. do that. It, uh, it, it, it really is. I just, you know, I, I got into sports broadcasting in 1997 because I wanted to be on TV and rip up highlights like the uh, TSN anchors, and I slowly evolved into loving to tell stories, and that's when I got into radio, I was like, wow, I have actual 15 minutes instead of a minute and a half to tell this story, and now I'm in podcasting and I have even more, so that's the, the love for me is telling the great stories, whether it's the you know, the backstory on a cultivar or an LP or a retail store or anybody. They all, everybody has such great stories. So people can find those magazines, certainly in the Edmonton area at uh, uh, some Plant Life locations, Numo Cannabis and their three stores and uh, Green Rock. So they can take a look for that and they can find the digital copy at uh, okanaganz.com. Uh, okay, let's quickly uh, squeeze in this last story because it's kind of, uh, you know, almost breaking news, but it came out uh, right before we're recording. And this is something that could have an impact with Canadian medical growers. Yeah, it sure could. Uh, Health Canada is going to be launching, uh, has launched really, a public consultation program uh, and its draft guidance for individuals who are growing medical cannabis at home. A document was actually leaked to Reuters and in it, Health Canada highlights recent police raids and arrests in which people were using licenses to cover and support large-scale illegal production and sale. So Health Canada is going to be looking into abuse of the medical purposes framework and whether or not uh, you know it's having an impact on the legal industry by finding another way to support uh, the illicit side of things. Uh, of course, I, I think that one of the big concerns with something like this is to make sure that medical patients aren't impacted. And anytime you look at limiting uh, medicine, I think that there needs to be a variety of voices. So if you're interested in providing some feedback on this, uh, you do have some time. Health Canada is inviting what it calls interested stakeholders to comment on the public consultation. And that's going to run for 60 days through May 7th. So uh, if you have something to say about that, make sure that you get involved. All right. Uh, good stuff as usual, David. Uh, people can check things out uh, at okanaganz.com and they can certainly follow you guys on Twitter. And someday soon, this glorious picture will be what you'll be seeing out of uh, your window. Thanks as always, David. It's always a pleasure to chat. Great to talk to you, Dean. 
Cannabis Hemp Expo has been uh, unfortunately postponed. We will be on location broadcasting episodes and we will have free tickets to give away whenever this gets underway, whenever it's safe for us to do this. And uh, I just want to keep reminding the listeners and the viewers that when this happens, I'd love to meet you in a safe way when we can all do it. So check out the website, CannabisHempExpo.com and uh, you can find out more information about uh, when this very cool event is happening. I went to one, well, it seems like forever ago now, and I can't wait to be on location at one and uh, getting to know all the great uh, listeners and viewers of this show and fans of uh, the plant in general. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. (laughs) It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for Cannabis Characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> and beyond. Is it heavy stuff, man? All right, this week on our uh, Cannabis Character, I'm uh, focusing on, um, uh, it's got to be the one of the longest-running shows, if not the longest-running uh, shows of all time, The Simpsons. And uh, we've kind of dove into this uh, show a little bit in the last little while with some of these characters. And, and today, uh, we're featuring a guy, and you know, it's funny, The Simpsons... A couple of times I've actually showed people smoking Homer the one time. Actually, a couple of times Homer has been uh, high on the show. But we're going with Otto Mann, who is uh, voiced by Harry Shearer on The Simpsons. And the interesting thing is, uh, you know, Harry Shearer, very, very famous from the movie Spinal Tap. And he created the character himself as, uh, you know, kind of that typical metalhead that uh, smokes a lot of weed, doesn't have a very good job, that stereotype. And then uh, it just kind of created this character, Otto Man, who is very, very funny. My name is Otto. I love to get black too. One of the best uh, lines uh, of all time uh, in The Simpsons and probably television history. Let's let's be real. So Harry Shearer voices so many uh, different characters. And on this particular episode where I grabbed this um, collection of clips from with uh, Otto Mann, uh, Otto loses his job as a bus driver because he doesn't have a license, and he ends up living uh, with the Simpsons and him and Homer really, really uh, end up bonding. So here it is, Otto Mann from the Simpsons, voiced by Harry Shear. You muttonheads, this is why we can never hold down a job. <laughs> Look at Chimp. He is so high. <laughs> hey, Chimp is hemp spelled backwards. And Otto is auto backwards. <laughs> now I'm scared. Oh man, I can't believe we spaced on the date. What are we gonna do? Well, we can't just stand here staring at our hands. Although, wow. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I married that chick. They call him Fingers, but I never see him Fing. Oh, there they go. <laughs> also, you'll uh, if you're familiar with The Simpsons, you'll hear uh, it's the uh, the old grumbly man. I don't know what his name is. He's got the the long hair. Jasper, maybe Jasper. I think that's actually his name. He, he Harry Shearer. You could hear some of the different voices, but uh, some of the funny things from Otto, the school bus driver, uh, a very funny and stereotypical character from The Simpsons. And that's why we're going with uh, Otto, the school bus driver, as our cannabis character today. Mm 
This is the Business of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast. Bringing you the latest bud, biz, buzz. Always great when I get to chat with Malka LaBelle from the Green Generation Company. You can uh, find her online. There is the beautiful website, www.greengencompany.com. Malka, it is uh, great to chat with you again. Uh, last time you were talking about spring, and it's near whiteout conditions in Edmonton today. So uh, Ooh, don't there you that. go. Yes, I'm coming yes. here tomorrow. Yes, it's uh, well, it might be gone by here. then, but it's white out for sure uh, in Edmonton. In St. Albert, it's beautiful. No snow uh, falling, sunny skies in Edmonton, uh, white out. Is it coming south? Did I you already no, have it? I'm I, I don't now. know that. Yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> I just know that uh, uh, it is definitely a uh, winter wonderland out there, but Inside, we're warm and cozy, and our lead topic today, uh, we're talking about mothers. Uh, and, and you know, mothers uh, are the root of all, as you have put it. I absolutely love that. Yeah, and I, and I also love mothers have been, a, you know, mother, the mother plant, the mother, um, you know, the, the cannabis as a plant has largely been a female euphemism. Let's just put it that way, in a positive way. So I wanted to talk about a few other things that the mother really are the root of. So obviously life, you know, mothers give life. They're the only beings that can do that. I'm a mother and it became one literally nine years ago this week when my daughter was born. Um Mothers also are the root of all expectations. Uh, mothers have very high expectations, especially of their children. Um, and this is a largely a part of the sort of the stigma side is, you know, why is my mom so against what I'm doing in any context? It's because she has an expectation that you're going to be successful as a reflection of her own success. So if you don't live up to that, that might be a problem for her, whether she can identify it or not, which is why they're so hard on their children. Um, Stigma, again, we talk about that all the time, and I just came off an hour-long call with McGill researcher subjects around the topic of stigma and cannabis uh, and mental health, and really, uh, stigma can be anything, um, as can play a big part of it. Um, you know, my mom, you know, this is a funny anecdotal story, which I might have shared with you before. She used to share her, her lesser-known secret um, about our good friend Seth Rogen uh, as, a, as a celebrity um, because she was friends with his mom, Sandy Rogen. Um, and at the time, her lesser known secret was largely a stigma around child rearing at the time in the early 80s, uh, completely unrelated to cannabis. Um, but it's something that sort of the stigma part of it is the un underlying reason why it was like secret or, you know, wasn't something that was commonly known. And then the criticisms of mothers is, again, high proof of their high expectations, some of which think that you should be doing something other or greater than you are. Um, but I also want to talk about Peter Drucker. Uh, Peter Drucker, uh, is the, the image here, is the godfather of management and organizational culture um, and has some wise words that I have extrapolated in my own connection of things in this space. You know, Peter Drucker said, you know, as a, as a well thought of um, economist and an organizational management leader, um, he talked about um, that um, culture um, has been extrapolated um, and mother, particularly when mother's criticisms around stigmatization. What I'm getting at here is Peter Drucker made a, coined the phrase, culture eats strategy for breakfast, as in like the culture of an organization is more important, way more important than a strategy that's designed by a business. And now what I've done is in my talk about cannabis at the largely the, um, you know, advocacy level is really talking about how, um, you know, education trumps or eats stigma for breakfast. And what does that mean? Well, education is essentially like, learning things about yourself and about others that break down those stigmas that are just those unknown assumptions that we have around other people. And stigma is like a negative word of, around culture. So culture is like a positive way of saying, or like a neutral way of saying, we do things, these things in our culture. It's a common culture. It's what we do, what we recognize is, is real. But what that means is stigmas are like the negative 
assumptions and aspects about those cultures from other people. But education breaks that down. So that's where this kind of all spun around in my head. And how it was triggered to me to think about it was this wealthy woman in the corner here, uh, her name is Janine McKinnon, and she was on CTV News uh, out of Vancouver. She was talking about her social media um, presence, which is, which is largely about like, you know, moms getting their shit together and just doing mom stuff. But she basically made a stand about how bizarre, she uses a song, how bizarre, um, as a TikTok, I think it was, where she talks about how moms using cannabis are not bad moms. And she's essentially trying to, to capture that stigma in, in her social media. And it kind of went viral and CBC or CTV news picked it up. And then my mom saw it on the news in Vancouver and she picked it up the phone and called me. And she's the one that has had a lot of stigma in my life around, around what I'm doing. And she basically said, Ooh, I recognize that this woman is on social media talking about something that has to do with cannabis. That's something like what you're doing, Malka. Um, I'm going to call you and I want to tell you that I'm happy um, or that I'm that I saw this. So what she was just doing is connecting the dots with, oh, cannabis is something that my daughter is doing. But what she did was she essentially took down her own stigma. And it was a, I was happy to have her um, um, essentially cross the floor in some ways. Um, really being able to see um, that this um, stigma was not just something, this cannabis thing wasn't just her thing or my thing. Other people are also dealing with the stigmas around cannabis. And that's the point of this story is that mothers have a lot of um, really strong opinions about what the kids are doing. That's like the butt of all stigma is that it's a common belief that a parent has over their child or mother over their child. And that's what we need to see more of is that more education, more common information shared with other people, um, that's what's going to eat stigma for breakfast, and which Peter Drucker said. Um, and culture is people's understanding of each other, and we need to do more of that. Well, it's just human nature that people fear uh, what they don't know, and education is the best way to hopefully get them past that fear. So what do you got for us in Changemakers? Changemakers this week is the answer I've been waiting for in the mail, my story. Um, so the story is how to keep your cannabis organized um, when you're using it with, uh, so I have like a cannabis regime that I talk about all the time, um, that uh, this is the best way to do it. So I got this, yourstory.com, uh, it's your cannabis toolkit. It gives you a place to store all your favorite um, products. And it's a nice little, these little nice little uh, tins for Obavita on top, and there's my flower right in there. And then it comes with a little whiteboard marker so that you can write your products on top. So I did that. And they even have an app that you uh, can add to as well, download on your phone and keep track of your own regime. And I'm a big uh, believer in having your own personalized cannabis regime. I've got uh, promotion codes for everyone on the greenbook.site and you can check out, you can get 10% off uh, your product if you come through my site, greenbook.site. And otherwise check out yourstory.com for getting your own products and trying out and creating your own cannabis regime, which I'm a big fan of. Awesome. And uh, again, uh, with what it means to be green, check it out at www.greenbook.site and find out how Melka can help you at www.greengencompany.com. Thanks as always, Melka. Thanks, Dean. Have a great day. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast. It's all part of the cannabis life experience. Turning the wheel of cannabis, one toke at a time. You can find out more information at the cannabis101podcast.ca. Uh, that's the uh, the uh, website that you are looking on right now. You can uh, hit subscribe, and it'll take you right to the Weed Weekly. And then at the top, of course, we have all the different episodes. And if you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, it's at the Cannabis 101. You can reach us on uh, Facebook and Instagram, the Cannabis 101 Podcast. And you can email us as well, Cannabis101Podcast at gmail.com. And you can stay anonymous. You can still win prizes and still uh, have so much fun. And as mentioned, the Cannabis101Podcast.ca is where you can find us and you can find our great friends like Stonesmiths. You can find them at stonesmiths.ca. The slash is so easy to use. Double click 
and away you go. 12-second auto-fire mode. There's three different temperature settings. It just takes four seconds to heat up, and that might be going even faster. And they also have something new coming in April. I can't wait to find out what that is, but they're working on it. So I'm looking forward to uh, what the uh, the fine men and women from Stonesmiths, what they have going as well coming out in April. Check them out, stonesmiths.ca. Bud, dope, flower, ganja, Mary Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant, tie stick, salad. So let's explore another Weed word of the day. Samuel Ojeks, The Hobbit's Leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. This is how we do things. If you're new to the show on Weed Word of the Day, I'll give you one slang word that you might be hearing from time to time and a standard word uh, that is used in the industry. So the slang word is kind. And what that means is just simply really strong potent weed so somebody might say that's some kind weed you got there or somebody might say get my kind weed away from your ditch weed so if you hear that kind it's like bc bud just means really really good weed last week we had the word fire that also means uh really good weed i've never heard somebody use the term kind but i have read about it so we'll see our standard term is keef and People talk about this a lot. Uh, it's what happens when you separate the trichomes from the bud. If you have a four-piece grinder, uh, like I do, I'll uh, pull this up on the screen here in a second, uh, you will collect this at the very bottom. Uh, so at, what happens is uh, as you're grinding up your weed, uh, it's becoming obviously uh, you know able to put in a joint or possibly in a bong or a bowl or something like that. Um, what happens is uh, the the trichomes get separated from the bud, and then you collect them. Uh, so I have, uh, as you can see, I don't want to dump it out, but I have a decent amount of collection here in uh, the bottom of my uh, wolf grinder, uh, and then I have a jar where I have a whole lot more. So anytime you're grinding anything up, you're collecting the best stuff because this keef, some people call it powder, um, has the highest concentration of cannabinoids. So the best stuff you're getting there. What I do is I'll throw it in a, a bowl, I'll throw it in a joint, something like that gives it a little bit of an extra a pop. So it is indeed the strongest stuff. So kind, great weed, and then we're looking at uh, keef after that, uh, meaning uh, the best cannabinoid collection, the highest potency of THC and that is all on weed word of the day this is the cannabis 101 podcast part of the cannabis life experience turning the wheel of cannabis one toke at a time All right, uh, that is just about going to wrap things up for us. Uh, thank you very much for watching this. If you're watching it on our YouTube channel or we're streaming it on our social media channels, we very much appreciate it. Please subscribe, uh, click that bell button. You'll get a notice every time we put something out. And if you're listening and you want to watch, check it out, uh, Cannabis 101 Podcast on YouTube. Uh, or you can hit subscribe uh, wherever you're listening. We appreciate uh, you listening or watching whatever it is uh, you do. And I encourage you to head to the Cannabis101podcast.ca and click subscribe to the Weed Weekly. Get the latest on what's happening with the Cannabis 101. You'll get a prize pack, or we will give away a prize pack every Friday, so you're automatically in that mix if you're signing up at the Cannabis101podcast.ca but it is only for subscribers. Plus, it's an easy way to keep up to date with what is hopefully one of your favorite shows. All right, that is going to wrap things up. Big thanks to David Wiley and Malcolm LaBelle for joining us. Of course, uh, Stonesmiths, the makers of The Slash, right there. I've got some uh, great mango taffy flower rosin still in there that I'm going to be hitting as soon as I sign off of this show. On Wednesday, hour number two features the Park... 
Parkland Flower Crew, Keely and Dustin, are going to join me. We're going to talk about growing as uh, you can now uh, get their seeds in some retail stores. We'll tell you all about that. And Chris Ionson uh, is our educator, and he is uh, the retail a regional manager of Plant Life Cannabis, and we're doing Bow Valley OG. Uh, it's a nice sativa uh, from Ogen on Wednesday. Over 6% terpenes in this baby. So that's what we've got on store for Know Your Buds on Wednesday morning. That will come out. Past episodes can be found at the Cannabis 101 podcast ca contests and a whole lot more and if you're into other podcasts of the sports variety i got a number of them at podcastalley.ca so uh, check that out if you are indeed into other podcasts we'll be back wednesday morning with a, another great show hour number two of episode 85 and as we always do we'll leave you with the marijuana song from the artist my dead dog remember it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. Mm-hmm.